Hello, friends, and welcome to We the Church, simple conversation of what it looks like or could look like to meaningfully and authentically follow Jesus together in our everyday experience. I'm Phil Rice, and I'm here with my good friends Lance Humphreys and Tim Ulrich, taking the conversations that have been significant for us and creating a conversational archive that will hopefully be significant for you as well. I'd love to just talk a little bit about that piece of branded organizations and uh, kind of doing what they're best at. Like what, what, how does that, um, like how do you see that looking? And even in terms of the, the body of Christ in a geographic region. Yeah, it's just hard because we haven't really seen it happen yet, but we yeah. only get like hints and whispers of what it could be. I mean, practically... There's a, there's a you know local organization. When I say local organization or gathering or whatever, I mean I just don't like calling things church that aren't church. You know, church is people. It's mm-hmm. not any organization or building. So that's what I'm talking about. Though, yeah. what most people call local church. Um, and I know a group here. In terms of um, human resource leadership development, developing technology delivering content through a decentralized network using technology, they are world class. Mm-hmm. And um, um, uh, the, our city needs them to be great at those things. That would be a, that would be a blessing to the whole church. It already is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, their brand hinders them from being the blessing they could be to the whole mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Um, their hearts are open. I mean, I love these guys. And um, and you just see. I mean, you know, I know other. I know other kind of local organizations that you know just they've collected a group of people with a heart for a certain thing. I know one group yeah. that they just have a disproportionate amount of people who are involved in housing for whatever weird reason. It's Mm. not even been an intention, but I mean, and everything from like real high level developers to people who are focused on, um, you know, housing for people who don't have housing and the entire spectrum for whatever reason, it's like, well, You'd be crazy not to think that God put that group of people together for a purpose in our mm. for our city and for our time, and um, you know, frankly, I think it would free them to not be under the burden of we have to be a great quote local church, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, so, I mean, those are just a couple of examples of how I think you know if if some of the shackles were removed from from some organizations. Um, because organizations are just tools that we use in culture to, you know, um, to gather and to resource and to create and to innovate and to connect. And so we'll always have organizations and the church will always use organizations as, uh, as a tool to bring the kingdom to neighborhoods and cities. And so I think it, I think everything gets, bigger and more fun when we throw some of the labels off like yeah. you were saying. And and I think there's a lot of pressure which we I'm I'm sure we've talked about this at, at some point but there's so much pressure to do everything well like for one organization to do all of the things. And and it's a it's kind of this um 
it's this cultural pressure to be, to gather more people, to gather the best, you know, to do, to put on the best thing, to do the best program. And it's almost, I mean, as you're, as you're talking, it's like, I think something that would really release organizations is to realize that and then to set that aside and say, no, you know what? Yeah, we don't do this piece very well, but we are so awesome at this. I mean, like you're saying with the housing and developing and the tech, you know, technology, um, how cool to move to, to that higher view of the body to where we think of hands and legs and arms and eyes and ears, not as like, well, we got to make sure our individual brand has all of these pieces. And we move to more of a, well, what if this region had more, more of these pieces and we, we use them together. Yeah. But, but there has, there has to be a one shift that has to take place, which is a repentance is mm. we can no longer accept outsourcing um, being, being the church, mm. you know, everybody gets to play or no one's playing and, and, uh, which means those organizations, what we think of as quote staff, most of the, what, what local church staff does, those positions just won't exist in the next season. Mm. Um, um, because when the church of the city is awakened, um, they'll repent for abdicating um, what God made them to do to other people. Mm. And, and we'll also repent for putting people in positions that Jesus never prescribed or described that they should be in and, and the pressure that put on them and their families. And um, uh, it's really hard to carry a burden that you were never supposed to carry. And yeah. we've done that to, um, you know, precious people generation after generation, at least for the last several generations in this in this country. And we'll have to stop doing that. Hmm. And that will be the biggest figuring out what to do with the buildings and 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 the like legitimate amazing things that some of these organizations can do. That won't be the that won't be the hard part. The hard part will be. Um, people that realize their, their, their vocation no longer exists. there's going to be that shift of the institutional model of where do I go to shift over to who you are. Um, the whole idea of where you go to the next generation won't even be anything other than which neighborhood you might live in or where, where you playing your role, uh, within seeking the good of the city, um, and repairing it becoming architects of repair of the city. I think that's what the next generation is waiting to, to be released for. Um, and they're not interested in the where you go uh, concept anymore. And that's, to me, a great sign because the institutional force that's out there in the minds of people is weakening. 
And uh, when those buildings begin to get more and more vacated, then we'll start seeing like, huh, those are going to be used for seeking the good of that neighborhood or the better part of the city or um, some sort of, yeah, I mean, I, I've got ideas of what those could be. But when you start to see the church having no needs, they're doing life together, um, they're going house to house, having all things in common, uh, I think that's when you're going to see the world begin to see these people as a peculiar people, and that peculiar lifestyle is going to draw the exhausted, the hurting. And I think that's where the current church is at right now. They're utterly exhausted because they're just being told to double down on doing instead of just being. And when Lance keeps talking about this repentance, I just keep thinking the same phrase over and over and over again, a full amending of our ways and doings. But, I mean, Jeremiah 7 talks about do not trust in these lying words that the temple, Lord, are these so, I mean, I just think that's a big, yeah, I think we've already covered that part, though, is that that's just a big lie that people are going to have to overcome. But I have no idea where we go from there. But, I mean, guys, it's it's happening faster than we realize. Mm. And one of my big data points right now that I'm watching is we literally are having mergers and acquisitions at breakneck speed yeah. in the branded local gathering world uh i mean it's you know it's it's become manic and that's what happens at the twilight of of a uh, you know of a of a season for a for an industry or for a business model mm-hmm. um you know there are wow there are yeah. there are these manic <laughs> manic kind of roll-ups because you've got fewer and fewer organizations vying for fewer and fewer resources and so there's a desperate attempt to create new alignments, um, tap into existing, you know, larger pools of resource, and those larger institutions also need, um, you know, local organizations that still have life in them, uh, and so it's a, um, I mean, it literally is consolidation, mm-hmm. uh, the same kind of consolidation that happens in any dying industry and. And uh, I mean, I, I know that probably sounds harsh and unloving, and that certainly is not my heart. It's just an observation and a reality. Um, the downside, the downside of that is it is it creates further disunity under the illusion of unity. You know, so if if I'm now aligned with this group and that group that I previously was not aligned with, then suddenly. To, to the the ones that are in that new alignment, it feels like fresh a fresh wave of unity. Huh. Yeah. But the truth is it actually wars against the broader unity in the whole body of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you're part of the Cool Kids Club, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And you're still struggling. Um, and you don't have alignments and access to resources. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's very it's very interesting, but my point in all that is, it's actually happening much quicker than than people realize. Um, it's just subtle, and it's normally kind of over spiritualized, as if it was something that the Lord was orchestrating.
Well, where, where do we go from here? Love. Uh, yeah, man, love. Love the hell out of people and bring heaven to it, wherever you're at. And become fascinated afresh by the person of Jesus Christ and the simplicity of his example. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, fresh fascination with Jesus and love for him and love for, for, for our neighbors, beginning mm-hmm. with those closest to us who are often the, the hardest to, to love well. Uh, yeah, it's not complicated. We don't have to build new systems. Mm. Agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Return back to the old way, not something new. It's just returning to me. It's returning back to the way. We just got to f- find the way we as sheep have gone astray. And as a culture, we're dying. Um, and Jesus is calling us all home. And it just it just begins by learning to love, love one one another. This is how you're going to know your disciples, how you love one another. And uh, that's, I mean, how to overcome evils with good. So just begin to seek the good of others through love. I mean, this would be like high end crisis if we weren't connected to the spirit of God, which is navigating and bringing us to new places. And so I think you guys are right where it's, it truly is quietness. It's listening. It's saying, Lord, where are we headed? What are you doing? How do you want to bring us as individuals and organizations and cities into into where you're headed and what you're doing. Um, it's not, yeah, I like that. It's not strategic. It's not, um, it's not about building giant brand new ventures. No, and unfortunately that's going to be the big vision here in a couple of months. The turn of the, uh, the turn of each year is when you're supposed to have your leadership cast new vision, which is almost always almost always going to be about a bigger building or it's almost always going to have something attached to some sort of resource and it's very rarely going to have a vision of relationship um i mean if we were and i'm probably stealing this from lance but i i don't know when we've I mean but just think about it like if if there was the historians were going to say something about 2020 or 2030 when the church began to just shift I mean, it would start if, like, in 2020, vision was going to be everybody just stay home and uh, and not go somewhere, but just try for a year or two uh, of just loving their neighbor. I think we'd start seeing a large shift of the vision no longer being about these big buildings where you have to commute to and maintain through large overheads. But all of a sudden, now the people are free just to be, Hmm. be right there in their home. The Hmm. problem with that, though, is I think we'd have to shift over from a vision concept to a voice. So the sheep Mm -hmm. beginning to hear the voice 
the problem with that is that America is so busy that no one has time to be still. And to hear the voice, I think there has to be an element of learning to be still and cutting off all the noise and voices of man. So it would just be where people are just so exhausted that they have to be home. It's almost like when someone gets sick, their career goes on the that the back end. They just have to get healthy again. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And so when the culture begins to be so sick that they call out to the helper, they call out to the great physician, and then see that as, wait, healthy is actually no longer this consumer model, drive-through church model, where you just get fed this fast food meal, but you start eating from the word yourself, which is to me going to be more of an organic diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I try to explain this to people. It's easy to go through the drive, the Taco Bell drive-through, and yeah, they call it food, but the alternative is really to work the land whole weeds, maybe till, unless you're into the no-tilling concepts. <laughs> but regardless, uh, tending a garden is not easy work. But the fruit of it is off the charts. When mm. you have a tomato from Taco Bell versus a tomato from your backyard, the flavor and the health, the healthiness of the food is just, just mm-hmm. uh, off the charts. Difference. And so really I think when people realize that we're all sick and we're a hot mess and and the, the consumer model is just leading us to exhaustion. And so what if you don't even know what you're doing? Just believe that Jesus will take you and just like he did with all his disciples, he'll train you and release you to just go love one another. And that's really the whole thing. You don't even have to be, you don't even have to really know how to do that well. Just start trying to learn to love. And I think once you start doing that, you're going to see all the the scripture come to light. Because Jesus says everything hangs on these two things, (laughs) that you love God and love one another. Love your neighbor. I mean, you don't have to be a theologian for your family. They just want to see what love looks like. And so if you're a husband, you're like, man, I don't, I can't leave Sunday morning. How are my kids going to? learn stuff, well, they're just going to watch you instead. Or if you're the wife, you know, just learn to be contented. Just like love. It is not easy. I get it. But after you go through the detox, you will feel like you've been released from prison. Thank you for joining us for this episode of We the Church. You can find us at wethechurchpodcast.com or you can find us on your podcast platform of choice by searching We the Church Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us.